0: Hello and welcome to QBD Books, the podcast today, talking to a brand new author, a debut author, which is always really exciting to see how they started, where the ideas were and how they finally made it onto the page and into print. It's great to chat to Marley War about her book, Judgment Day. Let's have a listen. Marley, hello and welcome. Hello, thank you so much. The thing I love when I talk to a debut author is that It's all new. It's all happening for you. Tell me what the process has been like to get to now, uh, to get Judgment Day uh, in your hands and ready to go on the shelves.
1: Oh, look, it's been uh, spectacular uh, and a whirlwind and amazing and slow and fast all at the same time. Um, I started writing it during COVID, during the Melbourne lockdown, um, which now seems like such a a long time ago uh and we uh, edited it through um, my maternity leave with my second child uh, I finished the fourth pages when I was in labor with my fourth uh, with my <laughs> third child um and just yesterday uh, the copies arrived the author copies uh, so yeah tell
0: me what that is like when you open that box and there's your own book looking perfect
1: I got a shiver I yeah it was. Goosebump inducing. It was just spectacular. I did a little dance.
0: I guess uh, that's so why you just said to me fourth children. child because it's yeah. probably like a fourth child, right?
1: It is, yeah. I feel like um, uh, I was making two babies at the same time, yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Were you the type of person that always thought one day I've got a book in me or one day this is in my future or has this sort of just evolved as as you've progressed through life?
1: No, I, I have always, always wanted to do this but I guess I didn't have a lot of confidence in my my work, my ability to write for a long time. Uh, and then during the lockdowns, it was a wonderful way to, to pass the time and to to get through some of the the late night um, with my baby. Uh, yeah.
0: Isn't that fantastic? I mean, it's it's we know what a difficult, horrible time it was in so many places, particularly for for those of you in Melbourne. But to have something uh, remarkable come out of it, like your debut novel, is fantastic. It is set in and around it's a it's a it starts with a murder. Uh, it's set in and around the courts, and so that's something you've got a fair bit of background knowledge about. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I I practice law. I'm a, a family lawyer, uh, and this is set in the family law court in Melbourne.
0: Now, it does say at the beginning, I feel like you gave me such a great insight into where we were going. Your opening says, Abandon hope all ye who enter here, which is written about hell but could just have easily been referring to the family law courts. So this is very much a book of things you've seen and and experienced?
1: Yeah. um, To be clear, I've I've never seen a murder. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Good. Um, And uh, a lot of the characters are archetypes rather than um, indications of people that I've actually seen in the in the courts personally but um, yeah in inspired by situations that I've seen and um, uh, cases that I I've, I've heard about things like that yeah
0: and your background wise how long have you worked in that sort of in that sort of space in 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 terms of the law and is why did you gravitate towards that uh,
1: so I I uh, began working in the family law courts straight out of university. I um, uh, was really privileged to be able to do that for about two years and um, did some time uh, working at Legal Aid and then moved into private practice in family law. Um, and at every stage, I think the thing that I've liked most about family law practice is that you get to deal with people. Um, you get to help people. And... Uh, and you, as bizarre as it may sound, do really get to see the best in people as yeah. well. Do you know,
0: I, I, so there's a lot of really hard, tough stuff in Judgment Day. You yes. know, there's some unlikable people and some awful characters, but there's a wonderful humanity to it. So you've actually really given your characters and the you've the way you've explained and shown us the good and the bad, I think that really comes out that why you chose to do, you know, chose the path that you chose. Oh,
1: that's, that is so lovely to hear. Thank you so much.
0: So we will take you to the beginning. It does start with a murder, so I'm not getting yes. too much away <laughs> by saying that, of a judge, Kay Bailey, who I wish I could meet in real life because she sounds rather epic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much where you kick things off for us, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. So it, it starts in, in chambers, which is judges' offices are called in law world. And chambers is this sort of very private, very intimate sort of space where you imagine. Uh, judges sitting down all day and just typing away and, and really contemplating the law. And this murder happens in there and it's this uh, impenetrable area and it's the case of who could get in there and how, how could they get in there uh, why would they get in there, um, whether it's someone that already had access to the space. Yeah, it
0: is, and I think that was one of the interesting insights. You you did very much give us an in, so we're in the courts, even though we're not in the courtroom, we're in the courts. But you did give us um, uh, some great insights into the processes and and just kind of it, it's not mystical, but it is it is kind of an unknown world for so many people, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and there's there's so much ritual and. Um, uh... So many things that uh, to the layperson would just seem quite bizarre the first time you see them, like just even bowing when one walks into a courtroom, the way that uh, judges are referred to in chambers, um, things like how a courtroom is set up for a court matter, um, uh, the nature of security at the, the courts, it's all things that um, I was thrown into when I worked there and that I've tried to to use in the book.
0: So the murder of uh, of Kay, our judge, uh, sparks sparks the story, and also sparks the uh, the return to work of our main police <laughs> officer in all this story, doesn't it?
1: It does. it Does. Um, I think you can tell that I had just had a baby when I was writing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, for,
0: for those of you joining us, Gillian Bassett is our, is our police president in this book and she basically skips out of her maternity leave early to get back to work to work on this case and she really couldn't wait to get back.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was done with parenting and that, that's something that unfolds over the book and I thought that that was uh, a nice way of touching on uh, how people can brush up against the justice system and the the family law system specifically that... Sometimes um, you know things don't just go things don't go as expected um, and parenting can absolutely be one of them in the same way that marriages
0: can. Yeah. It was really honest. I mean, the, the way we see Gillian return to work and her kind of how she kind of almost avoids her home life in, in <laughs> a way because she just wants to focus on the work, there was a real honesty to that because I think particularly as women and as mothers, you don't often admit when you're not enjoying those aspects of your life.
1: No, no. I think that it's uh, even now, even today, it is very hard for women to sometimes say, you know, what I'm actually not enjoying this, or or, this is a little bit hard, or my day job is easier and less demanding than what I'm doing.
0: Although I don't, I don't reckon Gillian's job is any easier. And tell us about it. Our other character, of course, is is her, ends up being her partner throughout this story.
1: Yeah. um, So he's a, a flashy fellow called. Uh, McClintock, who um, comes from a very different background, has a very different approach to things, um, a bit of a self-promoter, um, uh, but also has some some hidden depth, which we get to over the, the course of the book.
0: It was an interesting way you developed their partnership, for, for want of a better word, and the way they had to work together, because she can be quite abrasive because she's just so focused on herself. Uh, and then how he kind of managed that was probably not what I would have expected. So it's an interesting way to develop their their relationship.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I was sort of I was quite torn about this because on the one hand, um, you know, you sort of expect some type of romance, perhaps, or something like that between um, two people. But of course, Gillian's marriage she's um, as a baby, she's in a completely different headspace to him. Um, and yet I think it's, uh, her relationship with him that uh, allows her to reflect on on some of the things that are happening in her personal
0: life. Did you um when you were portraying him, you, you obviously I won't give too much away, but we un, we unveiled him over time and we got to know him over time. I imagine mm-hmm. that was actually a pretty interesting character to write because you it was easy to it's easy sometimes to stereotype a, a you know a, a policeman mm-hmm. of that kind of ilk, isn't it?
1: yeah, I think so. and and that was part of the fun of it. and it was also um, one of the things that um, I hope when people read the book they'll they'll notice in other characters too that people are not always as they appear, and that people can have um, any number of things happening in their personal lives that are not immediately obvious.
0: The name Judgment Day, I guess, gives us a couple of different, you know, takes on that because it's about what unravels, but also about yeah. the judges in there. And you give us a real insight into the, the wealth, the privilege, the kind of really cloistered world and, and world most of us would never really have an idea about.
1: Yeah, um and look, I think that to some extent is based on my my own experiences coming into law. Like um it is a, a vastly different world and you do come into contact with privilege in a way that um, you may not necessarily um, uh, outside of, of professions like, like
0: law. Yeah, we um, certainly a couple of the men um, of those senior judges are pretty awful, and what you'd expect of that kind of wealthy white older privileged male. But some of the women in that space weren't so great either, were they?
1: No, no. I look back. I, I should be very clear. These are, these are not based on, on no? anyone that's on the bench at all. Um, but uh, certainly, I think. Even um, today uh, in the bar um, and in the law space, it's not unusual to find people um, of both genders who uh, uh, come from a a space of of privilege and perhaps uh, uh, a a lack of awareness about um, broader struggles that some people can experience. What
0: about um, that competitiveness? We saw there's positions up for grabs, and I imagine at all levels of the law it's there, but at that higher echelon, it was really interesting the way you described the competition uh, and how it impacts on everyone's lives, and obviously also how the story unfolds.
1: Yes, and again, I should be very clear that um, this is uh, completely um, uh, artistic license. Um, I have no insight into exactly how that um, uh, judicial. Process works, but I think it, you know, in in every profession, um, and particularly professions that are quite insular, it's it's very normal for people to uh, uh, become competitive and to speculate wildly about reasons why someone may have got something and someone else may have missed out, for example.
0: Yeah, it's, um, you can obviously tell you've got that background knowledge, just the way you explain the court's processes and what goes on. What about from the police perspective? Because it's quite procedural in terms of you really take us through the day-to-day machinations of policing. What sort of research did you have to do uh, for that to really lay that out for us?
1: So I had, um, during my uh, time uh, working in the family violence space, I did have some interactions with police. So I, I had a little little bit of background information as to um, how some matters worked with. Um, also spent a fair bit of time in my day job, uh, for example, looking at police subpoenas and information about people's criminal history. So there was some insight uh, from there. Aside from that, um, picking the brains of um, some a police contact and a lot of Googling and reading of the Victoria
0: Police website. Yeah, interesting. It, I thought what was good it was um, realistic in terms of. I think sometimes when we watch crime shows or you know or crime movies, the police just go and they get and they get the person and they do this and they find mm-hmm. the. You made it more realistic in terms of. Sometimes it was really hard to track down suspects or just people they wanted to talk to, and it gave you more of a real sense of real time and how hard it must be to work a case.
1: Yeah, I um, I mean look. Part of that is just part of the the uh, necessity of of structuring a story. But yeah, of course that was something that I I was very mindful of that it can take a long time just to get very basic information from people. Um, it can take a long time for people to return phone calls. And just because something is, for example, the police's priority doesn't mean that it is anyone else in the world's priority at a particular
0: time. Yeah, they don't quite help when they're supposed yeah. to. Oh, yeah, yeah, I I, I was getting frustrated. I went,
1: come on, this is the police. You have to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I know, it's interesting, isn't it? I always think, oh, if I saw something interesting, of course I'd want to talk to the police straight away. But um, I I, I don't think that everyone is like that. And that was certainly something I was mindful of when I was writing.
0: um, We said, as we said, inside the family court system, uh, Mm -hmm. you've obviously seen and heard a lot over that time. Um, One thing that was a bit surprising, and you explained in great depth, is it's not just the people that that come in there that are under duress, but for the actual people in the system as well, the judges and those working in the courts, there's a fair bit of vitriol and violence and other sort of things sort of directed towards them, isn't there? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, And I I think most family lawyers would also be very conscious of their, their personal safety You do get the opportunity to see people at their best, but there are also absolutely situations in which you will see perfectly ordinary people at their absolute worst. Um, And that can be very frightening. Family law bombing sort of lurking over the background of everything in the family courts. I think security is something that people are very, very mindful of.
0: Yeah, and particularly now because people are so accessible yeah. online via okay. the internet, you know, it's, it used to be a much more physical thing, didn't it? But threats now can come in so many different forms. Yeah. And to be able to sort of relay that through the book was really interesting.
1: Yeah, I um, it, it's funny. It is not something that I was ever mindful of at all up until the point when I began practising law.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? You Certainly we get a sense of that um, sexism and the different layers and not just from the the wealthy and the privileged, but be it a security guard, be it just in life. You gave us a real insight into that. This is a, the book itself does touch on a lot of topics that we have in Australian fiction. I think we've had a lot of really great books mm-hmm. the past couple of years dealing with some of these really touchy matters. You just felt really strongly you needed to sort of put this message out there and talk about these issues.
1: Um, I, I think so, yeah, it was. It, it seemed like uh, a space within crime fiction that hadn't really been touched on before, um, and also it brought together a lot of overarching themes that I think we've seen pop up uh, in the news, um, in fiction, things like um, family murders, for example, family violence.
0: It's, it's a difficult topic. I mean, it's yeah. it is a really hard thing, and I think what... I feel as though what you did with this book has made it accessible. Do you know what I mean? Because you've given us a great story and an interesting yarn on a really tough topic.
1: Yeah, well, I hope so. I think one of the things that I struggled with as I was writing it was trying not to trivialise it or use any of anything that we were experiencing as, um, or that my experience is some type of cheap stunt. I wanted it to be respectful um, but also compelling and engaging at the same time.
0: Well, tick, 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 because that's what you did, Um, and and it's. I think um, one of the words that kept occurring to me, and I hope, is that it was satisfying. It was a really satisfying read because you felt as though there was a purpose. You know, so it's a great story. It's interesting, like it kept you along, but it also it felt like it it had a real purpose about it. This book and and the the messages. You weren't ramming anything down anybody's throat, but there was a purpose to what you were doing.
1: Oh, good! I'm so thrilled to to hear that that's um, how it received by you. Uh, Yeah, I clearly had some things that I wanted to say uh, but I certainly wouldn't want people who um, didn't share my worldviews or perspectives to not enjoy the book and hopefully that, that
0: worked. Talk to me about uh, at the at the end of the book you give some obviously some thanks as all authors do and some dedications yeah. and you talked about Our Watch and, and Panda who you have supported. Can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Um, sure so um, without giving anything too much away two of the things that we touch on in this uh, are postnatal depression and anxiety uh, and also family violence. Um, And it just seems appropriate to me, given that I'm in the fortunate position of working full-time, that I donate some of my advance to those two organisations that um, our watch obviously do significant work in the family violence and gender violence space. Uh, And Panda uh, do extraordinary work in terms of uh, providing support and assistance to people that are experiencing postnatal depression. Yeah.
0: It's fantastic, because you've, you've dealt some, as I said, some really big issues uh, in the book, but you've done it in such a way, I think you're right, it's not about get a stunt or about kind of snucking out of it you've actually made it so relevant to the story and I think really relatable uh to a lot of people and I think for, for people that have perhaps been through the system there's so many different viewpoints aren't there you know people have come out on the right side or the wrong side but anyone that's been through it is not left untouched it's hard like it's a hard thing to go through the system
1: absolutely and it's honestly something that you would not wish on anyone so what you hope for is that In the event that someone does have to go through the system they go through it with minimal pain in the easiest quickest possible way um and that if they do have to go through it um through the litigation process that they receive excellent advice the entire way through
0: will we see i I, will we see uh jillian again might there be more for her because i feel like we're not done with her she has so much to achieve
1: yeah look i hope so i've got some ideas swimming around in there um uh, just a case of having another baby and getting the maternity leave together, so that I can <laughs> actually sit down and write it.
0: Sit down and write another book. I love it. What are your colleagues and obviously family and friends? I mean, having a debut book out is such a big deal. What? Have, have, who did you hand it to, to to proofread with you, and who took you on that journey?
1: Um, I, I was lucky. I have um, a mother who uh, adores crime fiction and also is a family lawyer, so she read through <gasps> it and was able to. Uh, give me some some brutal feedback and some really thoughtful ideas. Um, and I also have a husband who's a lawyer as well in a, in a different space who also was able to read through it with me. But aside from that, um, I have very few people outside of the... The publishing a lot of so I'm very excited
0: and incredibly nervous nervous yes of yeah. course how fantastic having a mother who works in the space and can absolutely like those two things loves crime fiction and also family law that's amazing
1: really 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 lucky
0: yeah so do you feel like she could have written a book as well I, I,
1: I'm sure that she has um a book in her belly. yeah oh, I feel like there might be a collaboration yeah. somewhere oh yeah <laughs> Do you
0: um? I guess all those issues you've touched on. It's a. It's just a. It's a cracking read in terms of. Um. It's just a good story and it's interesting and it takes you different places. Are you hoping it does start a conversation about some of the issues you touched on in the book?
1: Yeah. Look. Um. Contribute to the conversations that are already happening. I would say. Um. I hope so. Um. It's difficult within this genre. I mean, obviously, you know, there are things that you want to say, but. Um. One doesn't want to preach within the pages of a book, so um, I try and be kind of subtle about some of my opinions on things. But, yeah, look, I would I would love for it to start a conversation about uh, some of the ways that family violence is perpetrated through the book.
0: Yeah, and what, and what we see and what we don't see. I think that was yeah. really great. You, you gave us some insights uh, and you made us think about things in a different way. So congratulations.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I should let everyone know you've been an absolute legend to get on this screen and chat with me today because you do have a very tiny little baby who you've had to to tuck away to come and be with us today. And, uh, and I know it's your first time you've been able to chat about the book, so I feel really privileged that you've been you. able to join us on QBD Crime Club to talk about Judgment Day. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, and enjoy the next little ride because I think it's going to be a busy time ahead but also uh, an exciting time as people uh, read and get to know your story. Thank you. Thanks for your company on QBD Book Club, the podcast. Back soon with more author insights.